Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Lisa Murphy is here. Yay, we haven't recorded. I finally got invited back. You are always invited. (laughs) And you know that. I know, I was being a brat. You finally have some time in your... I did. Jet-setting rock star life. Well, (laughs) I've got to carve room out for you first, right? That's that's my priority. Excellent. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> well, we could just hang up now then. <laughs> yeah, okay. End of episode. <laughs> um, no, the people need you. The people want well, to hear you. Thank you. And I, I enjoy talking with you and the people. Yes, yeah. I mean, we've already been chatting for a while before I hit record. But um anyway, so so Lisa and I finally have some time to record together. And on this episode, uh, so we were both just at the NACI conference in Nashville a few weeks ago, although by the when this comes out, it may be longer. Yeah. Um, at the time of recording, it was a few weeks ago. Um, I spent a lot of time in the vendor hall or the expo, as they called it, uh, mostly just because that's where I was finding all the people I wanted to see and socialize mm-hmm. with. And, mm-hmm. and I was getting, you know, books at all the booths. But um, but so so you post, as you always do when you go to something like this, you kind of unpack the sessions you went to on your ooey gooey Facebook page. Um, and so you had some unpacking of the the vendor stuff too and and you're telling me that people said unpack, unpack this, this with, with heather. heather so that's our quote unpack this yeah with unpack heather this with quote. heather um <laughs> and it was interesting because it was kind of a hey in case you're new it wasn't even a a, a sharing of the highlights of a session it was mm-hmm. more of just that reminder that if you're new take a break you know oh. it, it's not a race you don't need right. to be at every single session you know there's no you, you didn't win conferencing you know <laughs> because you sat through all of the all of your sessions and at the vendor hall I said it can be uh very overwhelming and then right. in parentheses I kind of quipped you know or underwhelming and uh, quite a few of the readers locked on that. And they were like, what do you mean by oh, underwhelming? Yeah. And I was, you know, as I like to say, you know, that's a that's a whole different workshop, right? That's right. Yes. You know, for me, it was it's overwhelming in like a sensory exactly. perspective um, and an activity perspective, but underwhelming for me in terms of human connection, human connection. <laughs> and, and but I want to um, clarify that because yeah. you you. And this was your first time at Macy, right? That's yes, not a yeah. big secret or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so the human connection that you were receiving there, I agree with that piece of it, right? That yeah. is where you run into the people that you haven't seen in a minute or, you know, the people, it's just sometimes easier to say, meet me at the so-and-so mm-hmm. booth, right. you know, just as a landmark, right? Like Disneyland, meet me at the train. <laughs> and and so I would I would agree with the human connection piece there for that part of it for that part of Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. where my comment is is the the lack of human connection with the vendors and i think an underwhelmingness of interpersonal connection with with the big corporate vendors and Mm -hmm. and i don't know if really underwhelming is is the proper word to capture yeah that but I really do believe that the, 
And I, and I feel like I sound a little bit like, you know, oh my God, I've been going for 50 years. <laughs> and vendors these days. days. Vendors these days. Um, and, and so I, I, I don't want to sound like that because that's not really the spirit. It's just, I really do. And I did write in my, uh, my evaluation to Nacy that did come in. I, I did capture this and, mm-hmm. and I kick myself because it wasn't until after I hit send that I was like, damn it, I should have copied and pasted oh, yeah. my Kept actual language, you mm-hmm. know, of what, of what I said is that, you know, the days of, and I get, and what I need to lead with, especially for some of your listeners who maybe don't have, yeah. under, who know who I am. I am a businesswoman. I 100% <laughs> get and understand that the fee that creative curriculum and Kaplan and Lakeshore and discount and all of those, I get that they keep the conference going, right? right? Their willingness to pay a big chunk of change is what keeps the doors open. However, I think the scale has tipped to where you only see representation from the big, the big guys, the big Mm -hmm. guns. Mm -hmm. And I was saddened this year, and this is the underwhelming piece. I was saddened by, you know, you you didn't walk by. Hugh Hanley wasn't there to teach you a new finger play song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Dr. Drew wasn't there to. He was there as a speaker, but uh-huh. you know, to come play with the blocks. Let's have a let's have a little chat. Um, yeah. and and then the few I could count on one hand the number of what appeared to be a mom and pop kind of a vibe right. of of a, of a vendor they had that hustle vibe to them Mm -hmm. and not necessarily, I think that understanding of why many of us go to that for that, the child connection, what, how is this in the highest and best interest for the children? Um, I get frustrated because the, most of the people walking through those vendor halls are not, they're frontline people. They're frontline mm-hmm. changing diapers, wiping yes. noses. They are not in any position to be making decisions, right? Those those level of purchases. Or ordering that kind of big stuff. ordering mm-hmm. that, right? And so, you know, yeah, they might be fun to chat with and, and maybe they'll go back and tell their director that they were intrigued by this product, you know, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it might lead to a an after sale for that yeah. big company. But I found myself wondering what kind of impression is being made for the brand new people yeah. walking through the hall. Yeah. You know, and go on, go, go, go. Oh, go, I go. just made two notes of things based on what you're what you're talking about there. One is, you know how every conference you go to, you can kind of see a theme in what people are bringing away from the vendor hall. Like everybody mm-hmm. has this one toy or whatever. And this year it was like a pointing wand that I saw everybody have and it could it could double as a stylus on a smart board and okay. that's what like everybody was old, long like a like a pointer like, a like pointer for, like for the calendar yeah. to tap yeah. the days and, and, stuff and like so that. Oh, interesting. that for me was sort of a metaphor of what makes me so uncomfortable about the vendor hall and about you know if I'm honest about Nacy stuff in general right now is that it's focused on that top-down didactic um, mm-hmm. I will deliver mm-hmm. content to you instead of that understanding of child development and what they need at these ages and what early learning really looks like. And I just, you know, they were, people were so excited about those. They were talking, they were playing, they were sending their friends in to get them. And, um, you know, if, 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 if what it is, is a pointer to give you permission to talk or a, a smart board stylus, 
then yeah. that's that's not a super active way for children to be involved. And so that part was sort of disheartening. But but if you're talking about as you were talking about the frontline first, you know, new teachers or whatever. And and I know I've I've mentioned this to you and I just I didn't flesh it out enough, but I whenever I'm in a vendor hall now of any kind, of course I remember when I was excited about oh, all sure. that stuff. And the the, you know, we make jokes about the denim uh Apple the jumpers, jumpers the Apple um, which I'd probably still wear if I'm being honest, but, or, you know, getting excited about those t-shirts that say, you know, I'm yeah. an important teacher or whatever, but, but we can kind of connect it to little or what I would like to do sometime more, more, um, intentionally is connected to Lily and Katz's stages of teacher development. And that first one is survival. They're just trying to get through their work. And I think about that person going into that vendor hall. Oh, so a pointer. Everything is like, marketed yes. as yes. Um, everything marketed as either that adult led teaching or here's a management thing. Mm-hmm. Here's here's a way that I can help you survive your day by managing the group. And that um, I think is either for a brand new person going to be really overwhelming and and hard to think about or like desperate clinging to anything <laughs> that promises that that. That, 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 that cute guy in the booth says exactly gonna, uh, make, yeah. you know, make everything once, better. Once they've had me all dancing and singing along and my endorphins are pumping. Right. Uh, what, what can I buy now that you promise will help me manage That'll, my group? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I still think that's a good idea. And, you know, maybe yeah. we need to write it down somewhere important yeah. and assuming that we're both in Anaheim next year, yeah. uh, maybe actually do a podcast as from we, there. Yeah. You know, from there going through those those uh-huh. stages and uh look it sounds like it's a research i mean we could write an article on this right that yes. you could actually find people yes. who are willing to participate who self-identify at those certain stages right. of their own teacher development Ooh. and see how they responded to the same aisle right you couldn't yes got to control as many variables as possible, mm-hmm. right? So everybody's going to walk down this one aisle. Mm-hmm. And how did you all see what was there? And is there potentially a correlation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that's a dissertation. <laughs> and okay, so- but I just decided yeah. I'm not doing a PhD. So it's going to have oh, to you be did? your dissertation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. I mean, unless someone wants to pay for it and I can do it without moving. <laughs> I have a notebook of dissertation yeah. ideas. That, yeah. that would be a fun podcast yeah. just to go through it. <laughs> Lisa's dissertation Lisa's ideas. Dis- Meanwhile, we've written a dissertation about trying to decide um, a dissertation topic, but I digress. But <laughs> yes, no, I, anyway. and I, and we've joked about it even with some of the people in Indiana at the IAYC conferences, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of tell that first year, right. And we all were that person like, oh my right. God, you're giving away a wagon. I need the wagon because yeah. anything that anybody's handing out to me, I'm going to go get. And I think I'm just, I'm just at that point where, you know, I wonder because I am focused lately on who's coming up the pipeline and who mm-hmm. is next and and what is the message and what's their vibe and and what are they learning from NACI and what mm-hmm. is NACI to some degree saying is important versus mm-hmm. isn't important. And, you know, if, if I've got nothing else except, you know, this organization, especially yeah. this last year, I really locked and loaded on the fact that 53% of the people who were in attendance had were first timers. Wow. I didn't even see that number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 53%. First time ever at a wow. conference. And you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what was your takeaway? Yeah. 
from that. I mean, and I think back and, and again, you're filtering it only really probably through my own experience and my own opinion and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Sure. But that's where I learned like way back in the day, like, I mean, I fell in love with science by not buying stuff from Steve Spangler, but watching his enthusiasm mm-hmm. at his booth, right? You see people start going, what? I could do that. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I'm not saying to buy stuff or not buy stuff, but I'm just saying that that interpersonal connection, mm-hmm. um, I, that's where I learned about different college programs. Mm-hmm. Of, yep. of So when I started looking uh, for my master's, like I, I had, you know, a memory of these people that you were, you know, they weren't there to hustle me and, and take my money mm-hmm. there to answer some of my questions. And that's where I uh, originally met people who now are members of their associations, but they had the as the smallest booth as they could possibly purchase. <laughs> and they were standing there with a, a very like handwritten banner that says, you know, our next conference is in Istanbul. And you're like, tell me about that. <laughs> and now years later, you know, you've developed professional relationships with this. And I just, I just feel that it's become the, the expo has become such a monster that there isn't room for that. The, that the little guys have been pushed out mm-hmm. to some degree and, you know, to circle a little bit back to just the caring and the inner human piece of it and mm-hmm. Carol Garboden Murray's work and yes. all of our works on, on caring and connection. It's like, mm-hmm. I just felt, I just feel like the heart, the heart has been commercialized mm-hmm out of it and that that's that feeling that now I've you know been r- ranting about for 10 minutes that <laughs> in a nutshell that's what I meant when I typed yeah. underwhelming. underwhelming yeah yeah I mean I think about the flip side too right and if one of my frustrations was um that uh it all seemed to be or the big booths the big things the places I saw crowds were all places that looked teachery felt teachery or whatever and you know that bothers me because I think children need to be active and playing or whatever it would be really hard to set up an expo that that was just about child-led play you know what I mean like I don't know how it could be performative and draw people in so I kind of get it that if if your job is to bring attention to your products um but but there has to be something yeah how do you dance with the fact that at the end of the day, you do have a product to sell, yeah. right? As we yeah. all do. Right. Yes, Absolutely. Some degree, we have a product to sell. But how do you how do you dance that dance without negating your own mission statement? Right. right. So, you know, and and I can't speak for the bigger corporations, but, you know, how, how would you how would uh-huh. you set up a booth that reinforced or was a some kind of visual representation uh-huh. of of open-ended true right true child directed yeah. long periods of free time kind yeah. of play you know what would that look like and how much space would you need you yeah. know and yeah. it would almost it would almost to me I'm thinking it would be like a you'd almost need a, a workshop room yes like a sort of little mini lab school like a lab conference. school yeah. right <laughs> yeah uh we need 300 square feet <laughs> And a, and a water <laughs> and a water source <laughs> in the omni <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it does I mean I of course I I just keep going back to this I remember the excitement of it when I was new and I don't I guess I don't want to come across as 
um, if you bought into any of this, I have a real problem with you as a oh, I would hope as, a, as an early childhood person. That. And if they um, did, they already turned us off. So they right, didn't say, <laughs> they didn't even hear my hear caveat. Us, but hear, hear our caveat there. But um, I, but I think framing it in terms of a teacher's developmental stage. I think that's more constructive. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been really thinking lately and I should have grabbed it, but I didn't know we were going to come around here. I have a, yeah. a, an, a, an art piece in one of my rooms that, and I'm grossly paraphrasing. It says something <laughs> like something like within every answer or within every solution is an answer and like a call to action or something uh, like that. Like, like, yeah, uh-huh. we can sit around and, rant about stuff like that but then what would be the next step how do you make it more than just a rant how do you turn it into something maybe a little bit more constructive and and honoring the fact that you know we all were there Mm -hmm. (laughs) right I remember coming home with you'd have to put a suitcase inside of the suitcase just for all the stuff that you thought you needed when you were all caught up in right in everything I and, just sent my extra stuff home from the UPS store, which was conveniently located in the comments. Conveniently <laughs> located. Yeah. And, and, I, and I always left with books, you know, yeah, books. That's what mine were. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundreds and hundreds of pounds of 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 books. But yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty confident that your your listeners aren't gonna think that that is is something that's that's being said. Yeah. Um I, I I think one of the things that you're good about is is acknowledging that we've all been there, but maybe, <laughs> maybe the slice of the pie that you join us, maybe for this podcast yeah. episode, you know, there, or, or that one workshop that you or I delivered, yeah. you, you don't necessarily see that like in a 75 minute session, there isn't often time for me to go back and, and, and let you know that what you know, I used nobody, to be, nobody yeah. woke up like this. You yeah. know, we all had the think about it chair, the sexy timeout chair, like, and we've, <laughs> you know, we've talked about that hundreds of times in, in previous episodes too, is, yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I just, I worry, I, I still worry that as an overarching professional association, yeah. if somebody was just transported into the vendor hall, yeah. what would their takeaway be for what the organization really stands yeah. for? Yeah. I, you know, one thing, and, and again, from a marketing perspective, a sales perspective, I know why this isn't going to happen, but if what I kept thinking was what if these the the big recognizable brand names with their loud songs and their music and their whatever they were doing were in the back. So to get there, you had to kind of go by all these other smaller oh. kinds of kinds of, you know, maybe we you said we there weren't a lot of the mom and pop, but there were smaller companies and mm-hmm. and um, you know, there were some schools, rep, some colleges represented it, represented. If you had to walk through those at least to get to to get the to, show yeah. in the back of the of the space um that would have also been less like of a sensory assault for me right as I walked through those doors right. and it was immediately um someone yelling loud a song at me through the microphone yes. yeah <laughs> what's that book too loud too fast too bright too tight like that's ex- every time I walked in the door that's like what happened <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> I did really love, they had, I can't remember what, whose booth it was or whose space it was, but they had not even singing children's song, just like a local woman playing with her guitar oh. doing acoustic live music the whole time when she wasn't, um, you know, over, over, overwhelmed. That's not the word I want, but 
uh, when the other booth's music wasn't drowning ah, her out, uh, drowning I guess is what out. I'm saying. Gotcha. But that gotcha. was fun. Yeah. So, I mean, no real takeaway or punchline here. Yeah. But, you know, I, I felt, I felt one of, uh, how do I say this? How do I say this? And also remembering that for a lot of your folks, it's auditory, so they don't see me thinking, right? They, they might not <laughs> no. visually have that cue. Like, yeah, what we happened? need, what we happened? need thinking music or something. I, yeah. I, I like to wait. Like, one of the things that I appreciate about the evaluation is that I wasn't like, hounded to do it as I was walking out the door because I probably would have been a little bit more not as reflective um but but knowing that it had come a few days later and I had already been thinking about it because in my brain I was like okay is there an article in here you know is this is this more than just some very basic feedback and um and so I, I I I was glad that I was able to give them the feedback I don't think it's enough to be like an article mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i'm saying but yeah. it, it it really to me it was more now this many weeks later it's more of that reminder to or not a reminder because i don't think i need a reminder to stay the course in regard yeah. to the importance of relationships and things like that but maybe it was more of a reminder that that we might need to continue to be vocal about it because some of the other messages that that folks in our profession are receiving uh-huh. might not be as clear right to them yeah yeah you know the that the at the end of the day i mean at, at the end of the day that you don't need anything in that hall except <laughs> our books that's except my books yeah yeah and maybe uh, mine one year well that's what i was saying except <laughs> our books that's all that's the only thing you need but i, I mean and, and and i know that sounds kind of silly but you know you don't yeah. you know and how many times have we wrapped up a session by reminding people that you know we're not telling you not to go shopping right but but you do need to have a healthy handle on the fact that you know you we drank the kool-aid i think for too uh-huh. long of a time as a profession yep. that the stuff in the catalog was what made it a good high quality program and you know we all know that's not true right but all. there there are even even if we as frontline you know pretending i'm still a frontline i'm not anymore but it, it, even as i guess global we frontline people working with children every day um and now i just talked myself out of my thought even if we know that they don't need all of those things to be quality the stakeholders the funders the policymakers, the True. families sometimes do still see that um Need unless, that reminder, like yeah, a, a, unless, a direct in your face reminder. Yeah, yeah. All so, of this could go away. Yeah. All of this stuff. Yeah. We just know? have to be skilled enough and confident enough to, well, to help them see that. And, and, okay. Oh, I love where this is going. Okay, okay good. Give Yay. me a second to see I'm if ready. I can articulate what's in my head. <laughs> I think excited. the more confident and be- the stronger you get in your belief system. Yeah. And your buy-in to child-directed free mm-hmm. play, and that mm-hmm. that's enough, which is mm-hmm. a whole other conversation. The more I think it's easier to not just say you don't need that five hundred dollar water table, but you trust yourself within the space that you don't need the stuff as like a crutch. Yeah. Does that come out mm-hmm. clear? Like, like yeah. they're training wheels. Yeah. You know, and and like. Sure, I believe very strongly that there's a dozen things in a that that quote unquote should be right. available in the space. The bones, as I like Say, to call. In them. fact, you've written about it. And I have the bones, <laughs> and 
But I really do believe yeah. that if all of that went away and you had internalized some stories, some mm-hmm. songs, some games, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that all that, that stuff that you could do that doesn't require stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it might be, it might be easier to get yeah. on that soapbox and be like, you don't need any of this. You yeah. might want it. So, you know, we just, I can't remember if I just talked about this in, in a class or if this is when I was recording with Mike Huber and Stacey Benj the other day when we talked about part of this. Oh, no, never mind. It was the Saturday morning uh, early childhood coffee chat thing that I've been doing. So um, circle back because somebody's going to be like, what was she thinking about? Um, yeah, I've got it. I'm, re- I'm ready. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this, this idea that you need the catalog stuff to be quality. And, and part of that comes from like your licensing regulations might say, I was just say look, that. Yep. but they mm-hmm. might say you need a certain number of materials in these domains and identifiable like in, interest areas. In, in Indiana. Yeah. Interest areas. <laughs> um, <laughs> identify or no, in Indiana, the past quality, the QRS system um, says, I, I think it's getting updated right now, but it says right now, um, or it currently says you have to have three to five materials for science, three to five math materials. And if we don't, if we aren't able, like if we don't understand what science is in this age group or what math really is in this age group, of course, we're going to rely on yep. a catalog that has yep. a section that says these are math science. things. Yep. These are science yep. things. And so um, like if I were in a classroom now and a paths to quality person was coming in to do the checklist, I could, I could show them how, you know, my loose parts or um, things that aren't necessarily from that section of the catalog my schema stuff you know mm-hmm. is three to five like I have here's my three to five math things they don't look like the catalog section but it's still here you know what I mean I feel like mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you were talking about we have to be be able be confident enough in what we believe about how children learn to be able to have those conversations with the and people. I really don't do see think, it yet I, I think confidence and you know usually this time of year so again for listeners w- when we're recording right now is is december ish so i don't have any gigs i'm not traveling anywhere for probably six to seven weeks so this is my reflection time and one of the things that i try and be diligent about every single december is figuring out you know what's the theme going to be for next year Mm -hmm. and you know i have no way of knowing but it's still backwards planning so just for those of you who are looking for like a tip off of being inconsistent based on this year moving forward what is Mm -hmm. something that i want to be extra mindful of making sure i'm reminding people about and one of the themes that came up all year was the confidence piece Mm -hmm. which is exactly what you were just talking about and not everybody starts this starts down the path of this career with that level of Mm -hmm. confidence Mm -hmm. as you know most of us again i speak for myself we aged into it we experienced (laughs) into it of reaching that point where you know where you feel confident enough to say that when we're breathing it's science (laughs) right when we poop right i was just gonna science (laughs) you know but our you know, you you, yes. you age into becoming yeah. more okay with looking <laughs> the at the quality your, rater comes quality. in and says, "Show me your science," and I take and them you to take the them to the bathroom. 
<laughs> or you show them the snack, you know, yeah. or yeah. the plant that's growing outside the door. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh and God. and how do we make sure that the confidence isn't coming off as snarky? Right. That's my problem, right. as you know, <laughs> that will surprise few. Say yeah. that to do it without the snark is an well, ever yeah, ongoing like, uh, learning yeah. journey for me. Yeah. Right. And I'm always quick to say, well, you know, can you identify the three things in the classroom? Right. Like putting yeah. it back. And I think that's a little piece to circle back a little bit to the vendor hall piece Yeah, is, you know, I'd be hard pressed and I might be making a very grossly inaccurate statement right now. And I will, I will take it back mm -hmm. if need be, but I would love to somehow get a handle on how much actual child development knowledge and understanding the folks who are hawking the sales all that crap have, yeah. actually have yeah you know yeah yeah but again, yeah but would... they still have the confidence yeah they do right <laughs> but maybe in a yeah, different department yeah yeah that's an interesting piece of it the Me confidence too. i wonder now too yeah for sure but and, i mean and that, that comes back right. to relationships right because sure you have to feel safe, I think, with the person you're talking to. Uh, I'll push back on you that. You don't think? I, I don't think so. I think you. I think the relationship in that pairs is yeah. going to sound ultra philosophical. That's is cool. With yourself, uh, is with yourself. Yeah, if, yeah. Okay. If, if I know that I, with what's coming out of my mouth, is grounded uh -huh. in evidence and research, and not just not an opinion, but we, but but it's factual. Uh huh. To some degree, I don't need a relationship with you, but I need to know that what I tell you and how I phrase it might impact whether or not you're going to listen to me again. Sure. That you're going to ask me follow-up questions, right? So that old adage of it's not what I say, it's how I how say it. How I say it. it. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. But if that layer of confidence to initially even say it isn't there, then yeah. I think that that's where we get into trouble is that the confidence level I would say of of many of the people in our profession could use an infusion uh, an elevation uh -huh. right so somebody comes in maybe questions us has a clipboard has a name tag is in a, some perceived position of authority and instead of saying what needs to be said in a professional manner uh-huh we either clam up, don't say anything, we get scared, and then that person leaves with a very inaccurate understanding of our knowledge level. Yeah. Ooh, so now there's a like, parallel here to teaching young children too. <laughs> right? So then I then this person thinks I don't know what the hell's going yeah. on, and so of course they go back to their office and make 19 more policies because they think they need to micromanage yeah. because we're not def not stepping up to the plate and and sharing what we know. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your parallel? Well, just that? like if, if our teachers are um, presenting in that kind of same, uh, I'm the expert, I'm the authority, I'm in charge of what is important here. And then the children aren't really being heard or seen. It's the same thing. It's the same right? thing. We're, we're not really seeing the competence of that child because of this barrier of perceived authority. Mm-hmm. And so the kid says nothing. So we set up rules so and assessments harder. and you teach yeah. harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, same kind of thing. Yes, it was. I, and I, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I remember distinctly one day, and it was many, many years ago, it was during a workshop where I, and I, I don't know if this happens to you, when I'll be giving a, doing a workshop and all of a sudden I will hear something in my head that I realize I need to say out loud. And it often will lead to a big like aha uh -huh. in regard to the presentation. Uh -huh. And one of the teachers was talking about how frustrating it is when you say, go play to the children. And then they're like, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What is yeah. it time for me to do? And is it time for me to, and, and they're like, oh my God, just go play. And right. I'm like, and but then we're we... telling you to go teach, yeah. go teach. And you're like, well, what do you want me to teach? And how do you want me to teach? And how long do I have to teach? It's the same exact thing. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And then we sigh. Oh, children don't know how to play anymore. Hmm. <laughs> well, to that specifically, I always different. tell people, I was like, well, I always tell people they do. They're just not as used to that word. Right. As yep. you and I were, they, yeah. they haven't really grown up with, with that word. So you'll right. often it, it's like you have to you have to wolf the kids yeah you know we're gonna go over to the block area and take some blocks <laughs> off the shelf and then we're gonna stack them up or design or do now that means play with the blocks but they don't have yeah. a framework for what what the opportunities embedded within that word might be yeah, Ooh, yeah. I like that write that down <laughs> that was a good one it was not aware of the opportunity the transcript of this that one. word Ooh, yeah geez. good one lisa good one cool. okay i'm out bye no i'm <laughs> ended on a high note always um let's see uh, what else anything else about the vendor hall since that's oh, where we started Expo hall? That yeah. to death, you know yeah. like like i'm always i always try to be clear um not clear try to be clear but i i like to let people know like do you have a really big point you're building up to, or is it uh -huh. kind of like, nope, just this, <laughs> you know, just this, yeah, just something to think about, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to go anywhere else right now, about, uh, you know, right? Yeah, right, and it might not ever, and that's okay. And yeah. and I started calling them the half baked thoughts. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I like about it now, I'm more comfortable putting the half baked thoughts out there is that, um. Because I used to always would second guess that, be like, oh, yeah. it's not all the way through. Like, uh, Someone's uh, going to find a hole. The, yeah, but yeah. now it's like, you know what? I like putting out the half-baked thoughts because then sometimes people will get in touch with you and help you bring that half-baked thought yeah. to a full thought. Yeah. And that's that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as always, this was delightful. <laughs> It's always delightful. Let's wrap Thank it up because we could keep going. Also, I have a question I want to ask you, and I'm afraid I'll forget if we don't just wrap oh, up. Oh, ask recording. it right now. <laughs> no, I'm going to ask you off, off mic. Um, oh, oh now everybody's all intrigued yeah, and wants yeah. to know what the All right, everybody was. can guess. Put your guess in the comments. <laughs> no, it's just it's, it's just a research question. Okay. Um, okay, so thanks everybody for listening. Thank you. Nice thanks, to be Lisa. here. Yay. Bye. Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.